Thank you, Sherry. We read this Pentecost Sunday, the account of Pentecost. We have seen the work of the Spirit through the sacrament and in the lives of Megan and Heather and Brianna. And now, congregation, we want to reflect on this account just uh, briefly as we celebrate uh, these beautiful things, these beautiful works of the Spirit, especially at Pentecost. Uh, we want to take as our theme this morning verse 4, which uh, says, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. That, at Pentecost too, celebrating Pentecost, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit. And our text, our theme, is to be filled with that infectious spirit of Pentecost. As we reflect this morning on the work of the Spirit, we, we have the sense, too, of seeing that work in the lives of the three who shared with us. They reflected back, too, on how God had worked through family and friends and, and how the Spirit was present in the, the various mission trips and service that they did. And, and you might think, you might say, too, boy, that was amazing. That's, that's, that's infectious to, to have the sense of, boy, look what the Spirit is doing. And then the thought, boy, I wish... I wish that that would be me or more in my life or things of that nature. And so this morning, how can we have more of that sense of a spirit-filled, spirit-led life? Are we really part of the work of the Spirit? We see three people here, we say, yes, definitely. They were led by the Spirit to make the good confession. But the rest of us, yeah, are we really that involved in that work of the Spirit in our lives now? It comes back to this reading from Acts chapter 2, the first Pentecost. It was a special day uh, for the disciples. Exciting, amazing, and in a similar way that was today is a special day for Heather, Megan, and Brianna. And there is, though, just this one aspect of the Spirit's work that I want to highlight this morning. We could talk about many things, but verse 4 says, All of them, all of them were filled with the Spirit. What does that mean exactly? Who exactly was filled with the Spirit? It includes the 12 disciples. Not 11, but 12. This is Acts 2. At the end of Acts 1, it says they elected, they received another disciple, Matthias, the last verse of Acts 1. They chose between Barsabbath and Matthias, and so the 12 disciples are there, the key followers of Jesus. So definitely the Spirit was present and filled them here in Acts 2. But verse 4 says, all of them. And I want you to note, especially as Sherry read, uh, the broader context of the passage. We read a little further. The passage gives a broader sense of the work of the Spirit. The prophecy of Joel is quoted in verse 17 and 18, reflecting back on the text in verse 4. And, and what does it include? It includes that the Spirit will be poured out on all people, sons and daughters, men and women. 
young and old. You get a sense of all of them were filled with the Spirit. There's, there's more going on. It's not just these three here. Pentecost is for all of us to receive the Spirit. And there is a sense of the Spirit going out and faith spreading the infectious, glorious good work of the Holy Spirit. I want you also to note the more familiar part of the reading that was uh, this morning, uh, those difficult names of all those different places. What, what is behind that? What is the thought there? Well, the Spirit goes out to all who were there. The Spirit infects, the Spirit influences, the Spirit reaches out even in the language that the disciples didn't know because the Spirit wants to fill all of them, wants to change hearts and lives, hard hearts that had rejected the Savior. The Spirit inspires, excites, provides ability to share the good news so that all the people there, no matter what their language, what they were thinking, what they had done or hadn't done, they are invited to take part in what the Spirit is doing. There is an extending out of the truth of the gospel and a receiving of that truth by many people. We didn't read on to verse 41, but there it says 3,000 people responded. So when it says in verse 4, all of them were filled with the Spirit, it's 3,000 people plus. The work of the Spirit. So we can see that, and we can also have the sense, as Megan and Heather and Brianna demonstrate, express the work of the Spirit in them, that the Spirit wants to, is continuing to work in all of us. That's the message of Acts 2. We see the evidence this morning of that work. We see the Spirit at work in three daughters, verse 17, and, and reflecting on how their family and others were used by the Spirit. Verse 18, three young women standing before us by the power of the Spirit, sharing how the work of the Spirit spread into their hearts and minds. And we praise God for that influencing, that shaping, that directing, that faith-building spirit through the influence of family and friends and church. That's what we celebrate this morning, and that continues to go on. Now, there are bad influences, bad things that can spread. We are familiar with that. Even as the Spirit goes and seeks to spread the good work and good word of Jesus and faith, there are less helpful things. We have it in our culture, just some fears at times of, of diseases that will spread. Even the H1N1 virus some years ago, there's talk in Asia again, there's something that could spread and would affect us. And so there is a picture too of, of preventing against those things that spread. Hospitals, if a, a premature baby is born, then the parents even are asked to wear a mask to prevent the spreading of possible infections. In a country like Japan and China, sometimes people wear masks. They, they wear masks like this to stop 
the spread of infection. And so definitely we are familiar with that. We do more with hand washing than those hand sanitizers. There is a reality of stopping the spread of things that are not helpful. I wanted to uh, just point out verse 13. If, uh, if on the PowerPoint, if you could just throw up verse 13 at the moment now, it's a little out of order. In verse 13 of Acts, as the Spirit's doing its work, as the word is going out, some, some say, making fun of them, they've had too much wine. There are, there are influences in our world, in our society, where, where there are spirits that are out there that, that people do also tend to catch, that are contagious, that they get infected with. And these spirits can consume our lives and, and kill our faith. That reality is out there, and we do need to protect ourselves against those things. Even as alcohol is mentioned here, it's a very strong influence in our culture, in our day. And when they make fun of the disciples and say, oh, you've been drinking, the reality in our culture is that that, that sense of people, people drinking to excess is a spirit, a destructive spirit that people somehow engage in. They say, oh, that's okay. They might go to church. And yet there's, there's a lot of, oh, this is fine and this is fun and this is enlivening and empowering. But that's a false spirit that we need to stand against. Though it, it spreads so much so that if you listen to news reports, and they talk about an accident that happened, they will always, always say alcohol-related or not alcohol-related. And they have to say that because 30% of accidents are alcohol-related because people drink and drive, but they shouldn't. But they are, they are influenced, infected. They are, they are caught that contagion of, oh, that's what we do, and that's how we can have fun. Long weekends as well. There's always the greater risk. This long weekend, people will die. We know that. What is that? That's a negative spirit. That's a a destructive spirit that can influence our lives, and we need to fight against it. Another one is the spirit of materialism, very contagious in our culture, fueled by advertising, weakens our faith. I don't need God, I don't need the church, I don't need the Bible. I would never stand up here and say what these girls said. I'm okay, I don't need any of that. And that, that sense of I just need more things and I'll just work hard like crazy and I'll get lots of money and then I'll be happy. That is a spirit that weakens, strangles faith and life. Jesus says in the parable of the seeds, the weeds grow up and choke out faith. All of that is to say there's a spirit that denies God, that denies Jesus, that denies the work of faith. And that's very present in our culture. And we need to resist that spirit. The picture of Pentecost is the true spirit of God coming into the world in power. The ascended Lord Jesus, the first thing he does is send the Spirit to strengthen and guide us in faith, going forward in faith. We see that already in the Old Testament 
uh, I have a few examples here of how the Spirit enlivened God's people in the Old Testament. Someone you might not know. Do we have the slide? Bezalel. There he is. When they were building the temple, or the tabernacle, the people of Israel, then God sent his Spirit on this one person, and his spirit-filled excitement and ability and enthusiasm to, to build and direct uh, led the whole group to build a tabernacle, and it was a beautiful thing. Joshua in Deuteronomy 34, the Spirit came on him, and he was able by the Spirit, the Spirit went out, everybody saw the Spirit in him, and they, they received that Spirit as well and went forward to conquer the land for the glory of God. Gideon in Judges 6, very cowardly person, but the Spirit enlivened him and through him inspired many others and they won a great victory. You have the Spirit of God enlivening, refreshing, strengthening, empowering that, that infects us, inspires us, influences us to be people of God, to go forward in the service of God. That's the Holy Spirit pictured here on Pentecost as comes on the disciples and then moves out through that whole group and then affects all these people who are there and then even, even beyond in terms of the prophecy of Joel. Only the Holy Spirit of God brings us true life through faith in Jesus. Only the Holy Spirit of God can do that, can, can fill us, can inspire us, see what God can do, has done in Jesus, and will do in our lives. So when God's Spirit enters in, He fills us with life, with purpose, with clarity. This is what would honor Him. This wouldn't honor Him. I will do this. With a spark of life. This is good. This is fun. This is, this is what I'm meant to be. My imaging God is... is tied to who God is and, and I am strengthened and encouraged and people around me can see there's something using my gifts, my talents, my abilities, seeing my calling, my work in the service of God, the spirit of Pentecost continues to do that for all who believe. In that sense, a spirit-filled life is an infectious life. As you go forward in the spirit, as Pentecost works itself out in all of us, the Spirit reminds us to stand against those things that hinder and harm. Today, we together stand with Megan, Heather, and Brianna and dedicate ourselves again to the Spirit of God who assures us of grace in our lives, of forgiveness, of love, overflowing to others, that we would humbly and thankfully witness that Jesus is Lord. Amen. Oh,